How do you deal with discouragement? How personally do you deal with, cope with discouragement in your life? That's a very important question since most of us get discouraged from time to time. Or at the very least, we find ourselves forced to deal with situations that have the potential to get us discouraged. To which the prophet Elijah would say, welcome to the club. In our first reading this morning, we heard about a very discouraged Elijah who sat under a broom tree one day out in the desert and prayed for death. He was not suicidal. He wouldn't have done any physical harm to himself. Elijah knew better than that. But he was so discouraged as he sat there that he would not have complained in the least if Almighty God had chosen to take him home at that precise moment. Whenever you're ready, Lord, I'm ready to go. A little background information would be helpful here. Elijah the prophet lived way back in the ninth century BC, at a time in Israel's history when most of the people, including the king and the queen, Ahab and Jezebel, had compromised their faith and were living lives of idolatry and sin, worshiping false gods like Baal. I, Elijah did his best to deal with this, to fight against it, but it was a fight. An uphill fight all the way. Day in and day out, the prophet met up with all kinds of resistance, especially from the leaders, especially from the king and queen. He finally had a direct confrontation with the prophets of Baal, all 450 of them, at Mount Carmel. As we are told in the first book of Kings, chapter 18, and here I quote, Elijah approached all the people and said, how long will you straddle the issue? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal is God, then follow him. But the people did not answer him. So Elijah said to the people, I am the only remaining prophet of the Lord, and there are 450 prophets of Baal. No wonder the guy was discouraged. One against 450. Elijah continued, Give us two young bulls. Let them choose one, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but start no fire. I shall prepare the other, place it on the wood, but shall start no fire. You call upon the name of your gods, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. The God who answers with fire is God. All the people answered, We agree. Now, unfortunately for the prophets of Baal, it didn't go very well that day. They prepared the bull that they were going to prepare, then they danced around and did all of these incantations. They slashed themselves. There was blood all over the place. Very weird scene from the Old Testament. All the while begging Baal to send fire from heaven to consume this offering. But nothing happened. However, when Elijah prayed to God, the one true God, the Lord immediately sent fire from heaven that consumed not only Elijah's bull, but also the other one, the one that had been prepared by the false prophets of Baal. 
And that caused the day to get even worse for those false prophets because Elijah immediately had them all taken down to a nearby brook and executed. Well, as you might imagine, Queen Jezebel was not too pleased at all that. And she immediately swore an oath that she would have Elijah killed within 24 hours. Which is the point in the story where today's first reading begins. That's the context of this passage. Elijah is discouraged, understandably so. He's discouraged because most of the people still haven't converted, they still haven't repented, they still haven't turned away from their idolatry. He's deathly afraid because Jezebel is after him, she wants to kill him. So he takes off into the desert where he comes upon this broom tree and after he sits down under it, he says to God those words we heard a few moments ago, this is enough, O Lord, take my life for I am no better than my father. Fortunately, God doesn't decide to take Elijah at that moment by allowing him to die. Although he does eventually take him into heaven alive on a flaming chariot. But that's a little later on. In the meantime, he does help Elijah to deal with his discouragement. And here's where we can learn some lessons, important lessons for our own lives. Lessons that we can apply in the midst of the discouraging situations that we face, that we have to deal with. The first point to be made in this regard is that God provided two types of remedies for Elijah. Natural and supernatural. First, the natural. As we heard a few moments ago, after Elijah fell asleep under the tree, the Lord sent an angel to him with some food and drink, specifically a hearth cake and a jug filled with water. And the angel told Elijah to consume that food and drink twice, not just once, twice, so that he would have sufficient strength to make the long journey he needed to make to Mount Horeb. The lesson here for us, I think, should be very clear. To battle discouragement in our own lives, we need to take advantage of all the good, natural remedies at our disposal. Now, some of this is common sense, or should be. As the old saying goes, common sense is not always so common. I'm talking about things like healthy eating, exercise, sufficient rest, getting counseling and or spiritual direction. And sometimes even medication can be important and helpful here. Those are some of the means, the natural means, that God gives us so that we can successfully deal with discouraging situations. As long as the remedies, the natural remedies in question, are morally good, we shouldn't hesitate to utilize them. But if we want to be like Elijah, we won't stop there. Although that is where Elijah stopped in today's first reading. The text we heard a few moments ago ended with his arrival at Mount Horeb after a walk of 40 days and 40 nights. But the story continued. After Elijah arrived at the mountain, something very important happened to him. 
he had a powerful encounter with God in prayer. Those of you who went to Steubenville, he had a Steubenville experience at that mountain. In a very famous scene from the Old Testament, he encountered God in a tiny whispering sound. A little quieter than the encounter you had at Steubenville, those of you young people who went, but it was just as powerful. This provided Elijah with a supernatural remedy for his discouragement, which is what we should also seek for parallel situations in our own lives. In this regard, I don't think it was a coincidence that we heard these words in today's responsorial psalm. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy, and that your faces may not blush with shame. When the afflicted man called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress, he saved him. If Elijah were here with us this morning and standing at this pulpit right now, I can guarantee he would say a big amen to that psalm. It was also not a coincidence that our second reading today was about forgiveness and about getting rid of our sins. St. Paul says, All bitterness, fury, anger, shouting, and reviling must be removed from you along with all malice, and be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. As many of us, probably most of us know by our own experience, unforgiveness is incredibly destructive. Any good psychologist or spiritual director will tell you that. They write books now on the dangers of unforgiveness, on the havoc it wreaks in people's hearts, how it affects at times their physical health as well. You could say that what cancer is to the body, unforgiveness is to the soul and the spirit. And so it shouldn't surprise us in the least that unforgiving people are much more likely to experience deep discouragement and even depression. They're much more likely to experience those things than forgiving people are. Actually, any unrepented serious sin can make discouragement worse, which is why the sacrament of confession, the sacrament of reconciliation, is one of the most important supernatural remedies that we have as Catholics for this condition of discouragement. And this means that as baptized, practicing, committed Catholics in 2012, we are actually in a much better position than Elijah was back in the 9th century BC. Yes, he was able to receive supernatural help from God to battle his discouragement through prayer by encountering the Lord in places like that tiny whispering sound at the mountain. But we have much more assistance available to us. We not only have the opportunity to meet God in prayer, in our personal prayer, in our daily prayer, we also as Catholics in 2012 have the opportunity to receive God's help where Elijah could not. Through the sacraments, especially confession and the Holy Eucharist. 
Was it a coincidence, therefore, that the Eucharist was the focus of today's Gospel reading from John 6? I don't think so. That was by design. <laughs> His design. So the bottom line is this, and I'll conclude with this thought. Many people, including, I dare say, many Catholics, battle their discouragement by using natural means only with good food, exercise, rest, etc. But there's something lacking in that approach. As I once heard a speaker say in a talk he gave, he said, when you battle a problem like discouragement by using natural means only, you get only natural results. But when you tackle that same problem with natural and supernatural means, you get natural and supernatural results. As we just heard, with the help of God, Elijah the prophet used both in battling his discouragement. May we always follow his example in battling ours.